speak to our situations, speak to our circumstances, speak to your glory, speak to your sovereignty, speak to your greatness and goodness, speak to your bigness that your holiness would explode in our hearts and that you would take great joy at the beauty of your word exploding in our hearts and minds and thoughts. Father, I pray that you touch every single person, that you would remove distractions, distractions of names and dances. Lord, I pray that you would remove them all and that there would be a sincere openness to your word, a humility that would be broken before you. Father, I ask, I ask that in Jesus' name, you would speak to every one of us here. Lord, some of us are here And we just don't know where our relationship is going to end up. We're just so scared. And Lord, some of us are here and we're just, we're we're hurting over what we did last night. And Lord, there's some of us who are here who just have a dark, oppressive cloud over them. And Lord, we can't even point a finger at why. But Lord, we come to you. And even if we don't know why, we know who can remove these things. Remove our sin. Remove our pride. Remove our arrogance. And Lord, I pray that you would be lifted high. And that you would be celebrated. Father, I ask that in Jesus' name, that you would do a great work in and through our hearts, in and through our lives, so that you might be lifted high. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I give gifts. um, And I know you do too, right? You have, there's birthday gifts, there's Christmas gifts, there's Easter gifts, there's, like all, you know, there's graduation gifts, right? Some of you guys are going to be graduating soon. There's, all sorts of gifts that I give, that you give, we all give them, right? And basically, when you give a gift, one of the things that you have in mind is how the gift will be used, more or less. Let me give you an example, right? So I give a gift, let's say, for instance, of a car, or, or a, a better example, of um, I just recently gave my daughter a very cool gift. She's wanted this for years, but she, she wasn't old enough to be able to those super fast remote control cars. Have you ever seen the super fast remote control? Like they got the big tires and they're, they, 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 they go about as fast as you can run. They're very fast, right? And so these uh, super fast remote control cars. And so I just recently gave it to her and I had an idea of how she would use it. Um, basically, she would let it ride, right? She wouldn't try to see if it could float in the ocean, right? I don't want her to use it that way. Another way I don't want her to use it to see if she could hammer a nail down with it, right? Another way I don't want her to use it is that I don't, I don't want her to use it um, uh, uh, to see if, like, you know, the tires are soft enough to, you know, from our second-story window to see if the tires will survive a crash of two stories. That's not the intention that I have for the gift. The intention that I have for the gift is that she would use it the way that I, I wanted her to use it. That, that, that's the intention, right? 
um, husbands, you, I, I'm not, am I the only one who thinks like this? Watch, like, you think like this too, right? Right? It, let me ask you something. When you, husbands, when you give your wife the gift of like a lingerie, husbands, husbands, we're talking to husbands now. When you give your wife the gift of lingerie, that's not something you want her to wear outside. Right? I'm guessing. Like, right? Um, and, and it's certainly not, you don't want her to clean like the, the stove with it, right? Like you didn't go, oh, look, I gave it to you. This is great. I needed something to get into those corners of the stove. This is wonderful. I'm going to use it for that. You're like, no, 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 no. That's not why I wanted you to use it. You don't want her to like, you certainly don't want her to put it on a, you know, a hanger and go, oh, it just makes the closet look so colorful. Like, that's not the intention, right? You would like, there's a particular thought or use that you have in mind that this would be good for. Wives, and, and, you know, you could be, you know, when you give your husband a drill, right? When you give him, like, you go, oh, honey, happy birthday. Here's a drill. When you give him a drill, you don't, you don't, you know, you go, Wow, this is beautiful. You know what I'm going to do with this drill? I'm going to hang it up uh, right above our bed and just put it right there because it looks so cool, right? That's not, that's not what you do. You would go, oh, gosh, I, I'm glad that you like the gift, but I wanted you to use it for something else. The guy with the lingerie said, you know, I'm glad you like the gift, but I wanted you to use it for something else, right? You give your kid. Um, uh, you know, Christmas uh, passed a few months ago, right? And you give them those uh, learning toys, right? You know, and so you give them, you know, you give, you give them a learning toy and then they, they, they start looking at it and they just, they just have it opened and looking, you know, and they're, but they're not using it. You go, okay, I'm glad you enjoyed the gift, but there's actually a use that I wanted you to have for it. Some of you have uh, given uh, either your husbands or your children, you've given them gifts like a laptop, right? Anybody ever got a gift like a computer or a laptop or any internet surfing device, right? Anybody? Right. Okay. Now, let's say, for instance, the person that you gave that gift to starts to surf the net for really awful stuff. And they go, and you, you catch them. And you, they go, but, but you're the one who gave it to me. You're the one who gave me the gift. And, you, and, and, and your response might be, yeah, but I, I didn't want you to use it for that. I didn't want you to use it that way. Because when you give a gift, there's always an intention in your mind for something. Even if you give a cash gift, isn't it true that you have a intention? My, people have gotten upset with me, right? And um, the reason they got upset with me because like, I'm real, real poor, and sometimes they give me cash gifts, and what I do is I give it away, right? And so they'll give it to me, and then the Lord says, you know, sometimes the Lord says, hey, Edwin, I want you to use this. You need to buy, you know, the groceries or whatever like that, and, and you know, and I'll use it, and I'll be very free for that. But then sometimes, I'll give you an example. One year, um, they gave me, and this, is, this happened a bunch of years ago, um, they gave me a pair of black um, Nike um, Air Jordans, Right? Um, so actually the, the congregation did. And then um, I walked across the street and there was this homeless guy. And we just got into this conversation, right? And we started to talk and all this other stuff. And, 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 and some of you actually were around for this, right? And 
we started to talk. And as we started to talk, I realized that as I was looking at his shoes, I was like, man, this guy could really use a pair of sneakers. So we started talking. I was like, man, you know, when was the last time? I was like, so we were talking. Now, we did a lot of things for that family. We got their kid, like their kid was walking around with them. They were shooting up heroin and taking a little boy. We thought it was a girl because his hair was so long. And we got that kid into a loving, caring family who's doing fantastic now. He's doing fantastic now. Going to school, loving his father, just, you know, the, the adopted father who came from this church. Unbelievable stuff. But watch this. It started, the whole thing started when we were talking. And I just said, you know, those, those sneakers, they just look like you just need. He goes, yeah. I, go, I said, I'll trade you. Now, here's the deal. I'm not saying that because like, oh my gosh, he's super Edwin. No, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that for that. The reason that I'm saying that is because the people who gave that gift to me didn't envision me using that gift in that way. They, they saw my busted sneakers and they wanted to give me, you know, that's the only time, right? Anybody, anytime, people offer me belts and shoes all the time because they go, all right, really, you do need a, a new pair. And so, and so when that sort of thing happens, they envision even if you give, even if you give a gift of money to someone else, you have, at least use it for yourself. At least use it for what you need. There's a vision. If they flushed it down the toilet, you would be hurt, right? That's not the, that's not the intention that you had for that gift. Gifts are like that. And when you have a gift that you give to somebody and they use it in a way that doesn't, like, it's not the way, like, right, guys, husbands, if you give the lingerie and, you know, it just stays on the rack or it's used as a, you know, cleaning cloth, uh, women, if you, you know, if you give them the power tool and it just stays, you know, in, in a co- corner somewhere, uh, you know, you have a use, you have a desire for the use of that gift. That's not only true for me and you. That's true for God. God, too, has a desire for the, whenever God gives you the gift, whenever God gives you a gift, it's not meant for just your joy, but it's meant for your joy and a purpose. And so when God gives you a gift, for instance, you know, God gave me a wife, wonderful gift, brought me tons of joy. But there's a purpose. I'm to love her, cherish her, treat her as Christ. You know, God did not give me that gift so I could brutalize her, ignore her, mistreat her. Right. And so God would have said, you know, if I was abusing her or hurting her and, and I would have go and God goes up to me and says, Edwin, what are you doing with the gift that I gave you, man? I go, well, you gave her to me. So I'll treat her whichever way. No, 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 no. In fact, if we ever see a kid mistreating his toys, what's the first thing you think of that kid? He is spoiled. Like he just, he has too much. We shouldn't give him any more. That's the first thing we think. And so God gives gifts. And he gives gifts to you and to me so that we might use with the purpose that he had in mind. We're in this series on Galatians, Breaking Free from Religion. And we spent months and months and months and months talking about the freedom that we have in Christ. How it's Jesus, finish this up, 
Jesus. Absolutely. Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. Jesus plus nothing equals the gospel. Jesus plus nothing equals sanctification. It's all the work of Jesus. It's Jesus plus nothing. Like you can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't. So it's a gift. And we said that there's nothing. Like you could, watch this. You could ask, you could be truly saved. Have Jesus come into your heart. And listen to me. And live like an angel. And Jesus would not love you any more than he did on the first day that uh, you got saved. And you could get saved and live like a heathen. And Jesus could not love you any less. And we said last week that if that disturbs you, like if that takes away your motivation for serving and living for God, then you never served and lived for God. We used the illustration last week about the, uh, the, 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 the farmer who grew a huge carrot. And it was such a glorious carrot, he brought it to the king. And he said, King, I've never grown such a glorious carrot. This is the most, and this is not my story, Charles Spurgeon, actually. Was, I got it from uh, him. So he goes, I, this is the glorious carrot. I couldn't think of a more glorious way to honor uh, this carrot than to give it to you. Please use it for your feasts, eat it, enjoy it. The king was so deeply moved by the act that he actually went to the guy and he said, he said, this is awesome. I thank you for this honor. I'm going to give you another acre. There was a nobleman who was on the side, and the nobleman said this, if a carrot gets you an acre, how much does a horse get you? And so the, the nobleman brought a horse, and he brought this horse to, to, to the king, and he said, King, I have no greater horse than this. This horse is the greatest horse I've ever raised. I, wanted to, I could think of no greater honor for this horse than to be used for your kingdom and for your glory. The king, discerning his heart, took the horse and started to walk away and the guy's like oh no I just lost my greatest horse and I'm not getting anything in return since the king knew it he turned around and said oh oh I understand you think that because the guy gave a carrot last last time that you should get a a greater reward here's the difference when the farmer came he gave me the carrot when you came you gave yourself the horse. What are we saying? If, if the only reason you've ever served God is because you wanted something from him or you were afraid that he was going to knock you down or you were afraid that he wasn't going to give you this blessing or this thing, then you didn't give it to God. You gave it to yourself. God, I'm going to do this. And in the back of my mind, the reason I'm going to do this is so that you could, you know, I'm going to be a good husband. Why? So that my wife will be nicer to me. You gave the gift to yourself. I'm going to be a better wife. Uh, uh, oh, but my wife's not changing. You gave the gift to yourself. I'm going to give money to the church. Uh, but my finances aren't getting fixed. Then you never gave it to God. You gave the gift to yourself. I'm going to live in purity. And I should have as much fun living in purity as those who live licentious lives. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, that's going to be my whole deal. Then you gave the gift to yourself. You didn't give it to Jesus. And so that was last week. And we talked about how when we live for God, 
It's not getting Him to love us more. It's, it's experiencing His grace. And doing, listen, serving God? Watch this. Because He's awesome. Because He's unbelievable. Listen, we serve a God that's really, I mean really big. He's awesome. And so God gives a gift of His own. It's crazy. And the gift that he gives in this salvation and this beautiful gift of Jesus coming down, dying on the cross for your sins and mine, the sinless, spotless, perfect life died for our, in our place. Because, because that's true, God gives us a gift. You're going to love this gift. Go into your Bibles. God is going to speak About the gift. That as God saves you, He gives you this is a, he, he gives you this gift with a purpose. You're gonna love this. In Galatians chapter five, verse thirteen. And I want us to read this first sentence together. Alright? On the count of three, we're gonna read it together. One, two, three. You, my brothers, were called to be free. Okay. Everybody, do me a favor, stand up real quick. Just stand up real fast. Thanks. Just stand up. I know. You're tired. I'm tired. Everybody's tired. All right. It's late. Now, I want you to just reach up. Reach up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, gosh. That's good. This is, for some of you, this is as much exercise as you're going to get all week. So, do it. All right. All right. One more time. One more time. Woo-hoo-hoo. Remember? Oh, yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Now, do one of these. All right. One of these. All right. All right. One of these. Again. Okay. All right. Now, let's break into the salsa. All right. No. Okay. Sit down. Now we're going to read this. I'll have you exercise all day if you don't read this any louder, okay? Now I want you to read it like it's powerful and it's life transforming. Because what the words you're about to read right now are amazing. Listen. And the reason that they are, listen to me. Because everything else that you thought would set you free in life really put you in bondage, didn't it? Listen to me. You don't believe that? Listen. Ask yourself, have you ever done something that you thought would be really, really fun and then really, really regretted it? It's a bondage. You're a a slave to that shame. Have you ever done something that you... Have you ever said to yourself, this far, then no further? This far, then no further, right? I'm just going to invite him upstairs. Okay, we're just going to have coffee. Okay, we're just going to kiss. Okay, we're just going to... You know, I'm just going to cook them breakfast. You know? Yeah, some of you just flew over your heads. I got you. It's, it's all right. I could just, listen, you know what happened in that moment? You were in bondage. You wanted to say no. You knew you were going in the wrong direction. You're in bondage. Have you ever said, I'm going to do something for a particular time and then wound up staying longer than you wanted? It's bondage. It's bondage. Everything in life that promises to set us free only puts us in a deeper bondage. Everything. Make anything else your God, it will put you in a bondage. Ask Donald Trump how, listen, all the money in the world. I'm sorry, you're on what marriage? 
because the God of money tells him to do certain things and these people don't matter. And so families are ruined and lives are destroyed and marriages get broken up. Make money your God and you will find yourself broken. Make, listen, make pleasure your God and you will find yourself suicidal. Make people your God and you will find yourself disappointed. Make Jesus your God and you'll find yourself free. 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 So now we're going to read this verse like it's going to revolutionize our lives. Because it is. All right? One, two, three. You! were called listen you were called to be free you were called listen you were called to be free some of you get calls to let you know that you don't have to come to work the next day because you're fired some of you are called to let you know that your lover is breaking up with you some of you are called to let you know that, you know, your membership is up or you haven't paid your bills on time or that, you know, some of you have been called so that they, you know, you could spend money on a magazine subscription that you won't ever read. Some of you get called for particular things. But listen, when God calls, it's for freedom. <laughs> Do whatever you like. You're free. Doesn't that make you feel uncomfortable, especially if you're religious? Go ahead, enjoy. It's wonderful. You're free. But let's not leave until we read the next sentence. Let's everybody read this nice and loud. But, you ready? But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Stop. And you knew you were in church when you read that line, right? First you felt like thrown off. You're like, oh man, free. Do whatever I want. Cool. This is like, I'll, I'll go. Listen, listen, listen. Do whatever you like. But don't use your freedom to hurt yourself. Isn't it true? When you send your, listen, you and your kid go to the park. What do you do? You tell them to what? Go and go play. Go play. Enjoy yourself. Celebrate the strength that God has given you. Celebrate the the breath and the air and the power and the strength and the fun and the creativity. Enjoy. Go and play. I will sit here and enjoy watching you enjoy your freedom. Go. And then you see him climbing up that one pole. Right? What do you do? You go up to the kid and you go, okay, no, no, no. Slide down. Slide, get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's 50 feet up. Get down. Right. And then they come back to you if they had the mind to do this. You said to go and play and have fun. But I never meant for you to have fun to the degree where you can hurt yourself. Because your freedom and my joy in enjoying your freedom is to the degree that you don't wound yourself. One time I'm uh, in the park with my mom. Um, and my mom, you know, just give us the, uh, 
uh, rain, you know, just to play around. And you know how it was, right? Like, you moms do the same thing, right? You go to the park, you meet the same, you know, park moms. You hang out, you talk, right? If you smoke, you share cigarettes. You do whatever you do, right? And you listen to music and watch the guys play dominoes. And, you know, at least in my culture, in my neighborhood, that's what we did. And so, um, so I'm playing around, right? And no kidding. Um, if anybody remembers McCarran, nobody remembers McCarran Park because it's been, yeah, right, so, yeah, like, yeah, you got to be, like, real old to remember, y'all, old, all of y'all are old, okay, so, yeah, no, you got to be as old as I am, well, McCarran Park had just been, I, I only, you know, so McCarran Park had just been closed down, and it had that little fence hole, they had the fence around it, but then they had the little hole where guys like me and Edouard would go through and play and cause mischief, right, now, um, there was a guy behind the fence, and he invited me to come over, and I was young enough, and I, I, I think he wanted me to help him find his puppy. Anybody know what that guy probably had in mind? Now, I, 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 I went with him. And, you know, I started, to, I started to walk towards him. I started to go with him. And we're just walking around looking for his puppy. My, my, as we're getting closer... Okay, and let me just paint a picture. There is a dark cavernous castle, abandoned castle looking thing that we're walking into. It's been abandoned for years. That's where I'm walking into. Right? I'm helping him look for his puppy. My mom sees that. She starts to freak out. She says, Edwin, run! And she starts running towards me. Now, my mom's not particularly athletic, but she she'd have beat Carl Lewis that day. And so... Um, and so she was running, Edwin, run, Edwin, just screaming it like a crazy person. I remember looking back at her and just kind of like weirded out that she was bugging out so bad. I'm just helping this guy look for his dog, right? And so what happened was some of the guys around her saw what was going on and they started to just run towards me and scream, Edwin, run. I had no idea, right? At that point, that guy who I was looking for, his dog, the guy who I was looking for his dog, left, ran, ran away. I wonder what he had in mind, right? Watch this. My mother had given me freedom to enjoy, but there are certain things that if I use my freedom to do, will steal my freedom. All you have to do, listen, listen. Okay, a lot of us here have... Diseases. Diseases. Because we used our freedom and we hurt ourselves. I mean, we just used our freedom and we hurt ourselves. Some of us have, some of us have had to eliminate ourselves from our families because we don't have one beer. We don't stop. And our families who can drink just fine or at least that that's what they tell themselves. And we got to stay away from them because we know if we go there, we'll be too tempted, we'll act out. So that freedom that we used so freely hurt us, now hurts our relationships. Listen to me. God does not want you to use your freedom so that you could walk off with others and get hurt. God wants you to use your freedom. That's why God says, but don't use your freedom. Listen, 
But don't, do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Don't use it. It would be like saying, I'm going to give you, hey, um, hey, son, hey, daughter, I'm going to give you a Swiss army knife. But don't use this army knife to cut your hand off. Like we would go, of course don't use the army knife to cut your hand off. God gives us freedom and we cut our hands off. And we go, it's fun. God is running to us going, run, run. And we're just holding the hands of the guy who's going to rape us going, it's okay. I'm under, I got everything under control. It's insane. And then you know what we do? We say, God just wants to rain on my parade. God just wants to, you know what? God just wants to ruin my fun. There's nothing wrong. Listen, listen to me. Listen, there's nothing wrong with drinking at a party. And hey, if you get a little drunk and you sleep with a girl that you would have never slept with had you not been drunk, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, listen, what happens in Vegas Listen to me. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that until you sit down with your kid. And you go, hey, I want you to, I want you to, you know, live for Jesus. And I want you, you know, little boys are going to try to get with you. You know, like the conversations that me and my wife are having. Thankfully, more my wife than me with my daughters. I had the long ones with my son. I'm not trying to have those with my daughter. I just don't get it. I don't understand girls. I still, you know what I mean? It's like, you know. It's a whole big deal, right? And so my wife is doing it. She's doing You can ask her the book that she's reading and walking serenity through. I'm skeeved by the whole deal, honestly. It's just bugging me out. And so, but my wife is doing it, thank God, right? And because um, I just, I don't know. I just, do you want to hear your, I don't want to hear the boy story. Like, oh, I saw Christopher and he's so cute. I will punch Christopher in the face. I like, but he's 11 years old. I don't care. I'll hire someone in his class to punch him in the face. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, you're not feeling me. You're not feeling, and, I'm, and I'm sedated now, boy. If you should see me when, the, all right, so, and I go, oh, really? Is he very cute? Oh, that's so sweet. Note to self, punch Christopher in the, like, you know, it just, just so you know, I'm bugged out. But it would be something to go to my daughter and say, you know, I just want you to remain pure. Sure, Bobby. Tell me how you did it. No, no, no. You misunderstood what I said. I want you to stay pure. No problem, Bobby. Give me some pointers about how to fight against temptation. Because I'm fighting temptation all the time. I just... I guess what happened in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. Here's a principle of life. Everybody thinks that life is linear. You might, you might have heard me do this before. Everybody thinks that life is linear, right? So what would be, right? If we're looking, if this is the line, right, and that's, that's the line, we go, okay, uh, my future is over there, my past is over there, and I'm somewhere like living over here in the present, right? And we think, we think what happens in 2010, right? 
what happens in 2010 won't affect what happens in 2015, 2021. Just ask anybody who has the virus and ask them if what happened in 96 doesn't affect them right now. Affect the relationships that they have. I mean, if you have the virus, you know, I'm, just, I'm not picking on you. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it's a perfect point. It's like, you know, you would never have to have that conversation with the person that you really enjoy if you if you just, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I got to tell you something about me. You know, I'm sort of positive and you can make the decision if you want to be with me or not. Like, that's just a terrible conversation that affects you today because you thought that what happened here doesn't affect what happens here. Life is not linear. Let me tell you what life is. Life is liquid. Life is liquid. Not linear. It's liquid. What do I mean by that? That means if I got a glass of water, a pitcher of water right now, and I took a drop, and on the right side of the cup, I put poison, just a drop of poison on the right side of that cup, and it dropped into the liquid. And I said, drink only from the left side because the right side is poisoned. You would go, absolutely not. If it touched the right side, it touched the left side, it touched the top, it touched the bottom, it touched the middle, it touched everywhere. Life affects life, right? Some... So what am I saying? Don't use your freedom to hurt yourself. And here's the nightmare. The pain hardly ever, the stuff that you think is fun, the pain hardly ever comes right away. Like if you break your arm, pain comes right away. But the stuff that you do that you think is fun, the pain hardly ever. You couldn't have convinced me when I was 17 years old, you couldn't have, 16 years old, you couldn't have convinced me that drugs was a bad idea, that pornography was a bad idea, that being with girls was a bad idea. You couldn't have convinced me of that. And I look back now and I just, like one of my first thoughts when I fell in love with my wife, one of my first thoughts was like, man, I wish she was the only person I had ever seen naked. And just hurt me. And it hurt our relationship. And it affected us. Why? Because life's not linear. Life's and so God goes, God goes, I got an idea. I got an idea. Since you don't know what's gonna be for your benefit and what's gonna be for your, you know, for your suffering, I got an idea. How's about this? Don't use your freedom to gratify the sinful nature. Don't use your free. Listen, you're free. Do whatever you want. But don't. But I mean, I guess go ahead and hurt yourself, but I'd rather you not do that. I mean, I'd rather that not be your story. Like you're having a really tough time in your marriage. I'd rather you not say what you're feeling at that moment. Like it just, you're just gonna, you have no idea what those words are gonna produce in five years or in two months or in a week. Listen, 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 listen. Listen. God says, you're free. Now don't hurt yourself with your freedom. Right? Your, car, your father gives you a, a car key. He says, go wherever you want to go. Please don't break the speed limit laws. You'll, you'll hurt yourself. You're free, but don't use your freedom to gratify the sinful nature. God has a better idea. Here's why he's given you this freedom. You ready? This is powerful. Rather serve one another in love. 
See, when you think of freedom, you think of all the things that I can do now. If I gave you a million dollars in a thousand years and I said, do whatever you want, you would go, look at all the stuff that I can do for me. Yay. If I gave you, right, if I gave you, let's, let's not make it a million dollars, right? Because um, I felt like um, Austin Powers. Do you, anybody remember the first Austin Powers when he asks for a million dollars? And everybody's like, Psh, yeah, I'll write you a check right now. And then comes back and goes, a billion dollars. Sorry, that was what just went through my head. Um, okay, so if I gave you a billion dollars in a thousand years, what, what, what would you think to do? Well, most of us would think to, God says, I got an idea. Here's the focal point of your freedom. Here's how you use your freedom. Use it to serve others. <laughs> you were given a gift? How can that bless others? You were given finances? How can you bless others? And don't make me get into my we're all rich talk, because we're all rich. Everybody here has more than they need. Everybody. From the college student who cries poverty, to me, to everyone in between. So God gives this incredible gift, and he says, here's what I want you to do with the gift. I want you to put a serving towel around your, your, your arm, and I want you to find as many people as you can and serve them. Isn't that good? That's why the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, is so much cooler than any other place on earth. Because we've been given a freedom, but it's not a freedom to indulge and make us. Whenever you indulge yourself, whenever you go to serve yourself, you wind up hurting others. Oh, I wish I could just bring a couple of you up here to just share some of your stories, right? And you would, you would share. What would you share? You would share how, how your husband used freedom and it destroyed your family. You would share how your mother or father used freedom and it hurt your family. And you're not even a kid anymore. And it still hurts you and your family. Listen to me. Put a serving towel around your arm. Who can I, how can I be of service? You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, better idea, rather serve one another in love. And I love this part. Are you ready? I just love this part. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. The, the whole law summed up in one command. Love, the neighbor. love your neighbor as yourself. You go, who's my neighbor? Anybody you come across? Anybody you come across, that's your neighbor. And you go, think about this. Think about reading the Old Testament and every bit of the Old Testament is how can I love God more? How can I love others more? That's the whole Old Testament in a nutshell. The whole Bible, in fact. How can I love God more? How can I love others more? And so you have given, listen to me. You've been given the most powerful thing in the world. It's freedom. And you've been given this freedom, watch this, to use in the most satisfying way possible. Now, in a few minutes, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask if you've ever served anyone, ever served anyone, and you like, you know, you, you just ever served anyone, and it wasn't just for you. Like, you didn't do it because, uh, you know, I want it, you know, well, 
I, got, I did that for her so she would give me that, or I did that for him so he would give me that. You know, if it wasn't like that, if it was actually an act of service, I want you to just kind of stand where you are in a few minutes. Not now. Don't start doing it now. In a few minutes, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to ask you, so how did you feel having done that? What was it like? And so in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to do that. Get your story ready. And it's just going to be, I don't want you to take, the, take us hostage. I just want you to speak for like 30 seconds to a minute, right? And just share. But I know that a lot of you have served. Get maybe the first time you served, maybe last night, whatever. I just, 30 seconds or less, right? I'm going to come back to it. So, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is, served, is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Listen to me. God wants us, you and I, to start thinking others first. It's called, this is a wonderful word, it's called humility. Humility. Humility, people misunderstand humility. People think that humility means the pretty girl saying she's ugly or the smart guy saying he's stupid. That's not what humility is. Humility is not, it's not thinking, it's not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. Does that make sense? In other words, it's not making, it's not beating yourself up and telling you, you know, oh, you're no good at anything. It's just not thinking of yourself, it's thinking of other people. And so you put, you put, imagine if this week, imagine, what would your, let me ask you something. You guys who are having a tough marriage time right now, let me ask you this. What would your life be if you tried to outdo one another in serving one another? What would this week be like? What would this week be like in your home if you just obeyed this one verse? If you just said, I'll bet you that this week I'll serve you better than you serve me. I'll bet you a hundred dollars to the to the uh, winner, or you know, don't do that because then, all right, uh, I took it too far. But you get my point, all right? I bet you that what would your? Let me tell you something. If your marriage is in complete shambles, like you're five minutes away from calling divorce, if you're, if that's your story, watch this. What would it be like if you came into the relationship and said, "I'm going to put a towel." Listen. It's not about me this week. It's about my opportunity to serve you in the name of Jesus. What would your home be like? Listen, I've never, ever, ever in my whole life, and I've done tons of marriage counseling. Listen, I've done tons of marriage counseling. I've seen arrogant and arrogant blow up and divorce. Never in my life have I ever seen humility and humility. It's just never happened. When two people are humble and looking to serve one another, just not the story. Hey, listen, I got an idea. What would it be like? Listen, if you go to listen, you go to school, you go to college, what would it be like if this week you put a towel around you and you just said, you know what? I know, you know, I know we got books. Well, I, you can't do it this week because it's like spring break, right? Okay. Perfect. Actually, this is a perfect message. What would it be like if this week on spring break, where it's notorious for people to make mistakes that they regret for the rest of their lives, wouldn't it be cool if rather than this week you said, what can I do to please myself the most? What if you, what if you, this week, you went down to the Bowery Mission or you served in a thankful Thursday? 
right? Or you, you shared the gospel with someone. Or you, what would it be like if you helped somebody move? If you, what would it be like if you decided, I'm not going to live for my pleasure, I'm going to live for the glory of God, and I'm going to serve, I'm going to use my freedom. Listen, if marriages, if you did this, young people, if you did this, your whole, next week, if your marriage is on the rocks, your marriage will be surfing by next week. Young people, you will have experiences that you will not be able to have. You don't have vocabulary to express. It'll be that deep and that beautiful. What would it be like? It would be incredible. If, um, the Bible says this, if you keep biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. In other words, guys, if we continually seek our own way, marriages, if you continually seek your own way, relationships, listen, what would it be like? You have a tough time, like your kid is, you know, it's 14 years old, and you want to, like, what would it be like if your kid came up to you and said, you know, I just, this week, you know, after you got out of the emergency room for having your heart attack, right, you would say, that is the most revolutionary, most revolutionary idea I've ever heard in my whole life. What would it be like for you to just go, I'm just going to serve. I'm going to serve. Man, and I know you got excuses and why you can't and you don't have enough time and it's just not enough energy and gosh, I wish I could and I tried before but and then she didn't, you know, and, and, well, and by the way, if you tried before and she didn't respond, then you were, you're a manipulator. You weren't serving to serve. You were serving to get a response. And if you do it for that kind of stuff, I'm talking about no strings attached. They love you, they leave you, you serve. Your life would never be the same. So here, listen, I've got three concrete ways that we all can practice loving others and serving them. Now, here's three ways. One is that I want you to pray about who you could serve. Pray about who you could serve. Who can you serve this week? And how can you serve them? Some people, you'll have, you know, listen, some of you know mothers who just need a little milk in their refrigerator. Maybe could use some bread. Maybe could you do that? Do that. What about some of you? God will just, you know, sometimes it's just calling and listening to their problems. Just going, hey, how you doing? Man, I know you're, you know, going through a tough time. It's visiting someone in the hospital. Love it. There's a million things you can do. But pray. Ask the Lord to tell you. Second thing you can do is that you can tell others about Easter. Tell others about Jesus. You want to serve somebody in the most long-lasting, most powerful way? Share Jesus with them. And in your bulletins, I think you have little invitations. Please, don't put those in your glove compartment. Please, pray. Ask Jesus. Invite people. Share with others. Now, this is a big deal. Listen. This church is already experiencing these these verses. Remember uh, a few weeks ago? Does everybody remember about three or four weeks ago? We had a super crisis, right? We were in the hole, something like thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars, right? We didn't know. We had cut off notices. We had all the thing like that, and we just came up to the congregation and we just said, "Okay, guys, you know." Um, and you know what? Some of you did. Some of you said, "No, you know what? We want to keep the meetings 
that are here open. And we want to finance that. And it costs thousands of dollars a month. And we're going to do it. And you know what you did? You decide to serve someone else and you start to give here. You said, you know what? We feed dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people. We feed them the only hot meal that they're going to get that day. And you decided that, no, we're not going to stop doing that. We're going to stop. And you started to give. And I want, you, I want to let you know, we're not out of the woods, but we're getting there. And, and, you know, we're not in the hole that we were in. We're chipping away at it. And so I want you to continue to serve by giving and being generous. Why? Why do I ask? Let me tell you something. Why? Because the one, there was one who had perfect freedom. He had perfect freedom and perfect power. And he used his freedom to come down from heaven to earth. And here's what he did. He served. He sacrificed. He gave himself. If you take me seriously about serving others, here's a couple of things that's going to happen. And by the way, he did it so that you could be saved. So listen, there's a great benefit in you serving others. And it might not be for yourself. When we see Jesus dying on the cross for your sin, we go, there was a servant who served, not for his benefit, but for my benefit. You can go to Jesus and Jesus How did you do it? Let me tell you what will happen. You'll be just like Jesus. If you go and you serve some other people, you'll probably be taken advantage of. You'll probably be cursed at. I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me and, you know, we serve and we serve and we serve and we serve. And then they come back to me. And like the one time we can't meet their need, they go, oh, and you guys are supposed to help people. Wow. Okay. Um, Thank you for sharing. Um, And it's just, listen, you'll be misunderstood. But when you serve for the glory of God, there can be great joy. You can be celebrating Jesus. So here's my encouragement. My encouragement is to put the towel around your arm. My encouragement is to worship Jesus. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to love others. How are you going to love others? Serving them. I doubled especially, especially when you're talking about in relationships that you're close with, your brother, your sister, your mom, your husband, your daughter, you know, if you put this, I want you to write to me this week and tell me what's happened in your life. It's the best way to live. It's the best way to live. Jesus came to earth and took on the very he, he who had the very nature of God took on the very nature, um, took on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus came to serve. So in Christ, you can't do this. I can't do this in my own strength. In Christ, we go. Jesus, would you help us to be people who serve? That's my prayer for you tonight. It's my prayer for you today. I pray that this week you would look to serve others, that you would share Jesus with others. We're going to have the hosts come up.